Our July 2023 Line Life podcast highlights Ameren, Missouri's Avian Protection Program. The utility recently installed high-visibility flight diverters on distribution and high-voltage transmission lines over Bagnell Dam, with bald eagles flocking to the Lake of the Ozarks. The flight diverters help to prevent collisions with overhead lines, and in other parts of the service territory, line workers have installed covers deterring not only eagles, but also other large birds from striking multiple energized phases at the same time. Through its avian protection program, Ameren is not only protecting wildlife, but also the integrity of its distribution system. This episode is sponsored by Husky Tools. Husky Tools has the most complete power utility solutions in the industry. For over 45 years, we've built the safest, toughest, most durable, and dependable high-performance utility linemen tools and equipment in the industry. Husky Tools, built for everything that's on the line. Check us out at huskytools.com. Hello and welcome to the Line Life Podcast. My name is Amy Fishbach and I'm the field editor for Transmission and Distribution World Magazine. Today I'm talking with Kurt Rakers, Supervising Engineer for Ameren, Missouri, about how the utility is using drones to install bird diverters on overhead lines. Kurt, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. To begin, please discuss Ameren, Missouri's commitment to wildlife protection when constructing and maintaining transmission and distribution infrastructure. So Ameren, Missouri's commitment is assess and prevent and reduce impacts as far as uh, avian protection on all species of birds, but also the commitment with U.S. Fish and Wildlife was to build spacing requirements and utilize covers that prohibit raptors, eagles, hawks, owls, large birds from striking multiple energized phases at the same time. Kurt, can you talk about how your wildlife protection strategies have evolved over time? For example, what were they like when you first joined the company and what are they like now? When I first joined the company, which was almost eight years ago, we had a avian protection plan in place that was uh, uh, signed off by U.S. Fish and Wildlife and also EDM, who is a contractor for Ameren. But over over time, Ameren has grown to be more conscious about uh, not only birds, but all animals and uh, their health. But as far as all birds, it also helps our energy delivery system. It maintains a, a resiliency for our customers at the same time. If there is any strikes or any uh, face-to-face contact, we would be putting our customers out of power. So we want to be, uh, you know, good stewards of the environment and uh, maintain conscious uh, effort for, for the birds as well. That's wonderful to hear, Kurt. And your crews recently installed new transmission lines near the Osage Energy Center near the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. And at the same time, they installed flight diverters. Kurt, why do you think it's important to install both simultaneously? So installing both of them simultaneously, for one, there was uh, about uh, 60 to 80 nesting eagles in that area in previous years. So we looked at it at the year before prior to as far as coming up with a plan to install these. But at the same time, our transmission group was talking about uh, redoing some lines that were coming out of the Osage uh, Energy Center there. And we figured that this was a great time to capture all of the diverters at one time. That way we didn't have any lines that could possibly be an issue. And especially at the time of you're looking at October, November, before the Eagles uh, relatively get there down at the Lake of the Ozarks, as far as uh, 
starting to fish in, in winter in those areas. Kurt, can you talk step by step how the bird diverters are installed by the drones? So we got in contact with um, Powerline Sentry uh, utilizing their uh, Hawkeye bird diverters. And they were placed on the power lines by Fulcrum Air, uh, who has a robot or a, uh, they used what they would call their line fly. Um, this robot's placed on the power line via drone. And the drone and the robot are safely controlled by Fulcrum Air pilots. Once the robot is in position, it drives down the length of the wire, precisely installing each of the Hawkeye diverters based on their size and based on the conductor uh, size. The markers are installed onto the wire by the robot in a fashion that allows it to uh, cradle the conductor without pinching, compressing, or causing damage to the wire. The combination of Fulcrum Air, Air's robot and drone is the quickest, safest, and most effective method that we found on the uh, market at this time. And Kurt, do you know some other ways of installing these bird diverters? Did you explore some different strategies or methods before you decided on this approach? Yes. So these bird diverters can also be installed by alignment Mm -hmm. um, with a, what we call a hot stick, but obviously being over the river, that wasn't the case here. So we actually looked into another uh, drone installation, which did not meet our precise requirements. And we also looked into the utilization of a helicopter placing them. But that obviously comes with uh, other commitments as well. What are some special precautions that your team had to keep in mind during the installation, especially when you're doing work over the river? We maintained our safety by making sure that each one of the 34 KV and 138 lines were not energized at the time of doing this. That way we didn't have an issue to the public as far as grid and providing power, but also we had to maintain communication throughout with understanding of power line environment and the protocols that we had in place as far as uh, drone travel, air, and as far as having back and forth communication as far as fulcrum air between the pilot and they also had an onlooker as well. Can you talk about how the flight diverters work to prevent bald eagles and other birds from colliding with the high-voltage transmission lines? Yes. So avian collisions are most common in low-light, dawn-dusk times, and because these species are mostly dependent upon food at that time. And they're most active, you know, dawn and dusk, due to their feeding, roosting, nesting behaviors. And poor weather conditions can also reduce visibility as well which increases the risk of collisions. So because a bird's risk of collision increase is in low light, reflective and glow in the dark materials are vital. And we found that out with the bird diverters that we chose, having the glow in the dark material as well as the retro reflective material. They are designed for 360 degree visibility and uh, with reflectivity and fluorescent prismic yellow bands and a 24 hour glow. Kurt, can you describe what it was like seeing a bald eagle during the installation process? It was really neat. Obviously, he was there at some point. He didn't just show up that day, but he had been there. And obviously, he was very curious as to what we were doing. But he sat up in a tree and watched us install the ones over the uh, subtransmission lines, the 35 kV lines. Can you discuss the environmental assessments that Ameren, Missouri conducts before starting major construction projects? What are some of the issues that you uncover during these evaluations and how do you address them? So we always take in the environmental assessments when designing projects, whether it be wetlands areas or avian issues or locations of bird nesting places. Those are always taken into account 
And for us on the distribution side, and then as well as transmission, avian protection is always included. We have it built in in the sub-transmission distribution. The spacing requirements are built into our standards uh, as far as a new build, new construction methods uh, with covers. And uh, always we have, uh, if there is a dead end, we use covered jumpers. That way there's not a possibility of face-to-face contact for these all birds of all sizes. And the assessment recommended that you install flight diverters every 30 feet on the new transmission line. Kurt, can you talk about why that's a recommended spacing? Yes. The Avian Powerline Interaction Committee, which is APLIC, recommends a minimum of 30-foot spacing on areas that have not reported any bird collisions. So we have not had any bird collisions in that area. And so that was the use of the 30-foot spacing. If And if there would be bird collisions, APLIC requires that you put those uh, bird diverters on every 15 feet. You had mentioned this before, but the reflective flight diverters glow in the dark. Why was that important on this particular project? So the reflective material provides contrast through high visibility line markers, and it also provides time and distance for the bird to divert with that visibility. Uh, So contrast can be achieved through a variety of means, including surface area, texture, brightness, reflection, and glow. As these birds are utilizing the river, they necessarily aren't, you know, looking, they have feeding on their minds at that point in time and aren't looking out for their travel options. And these kind of catch their eye. So Kurt, if they aren't landing on the high voltage transmission lines, where are they typically landing near the river now? They usually typically nest in the trees that are along the river in those areas during the evenings and times throughout the day between feeding. So that way they Not saying that they don't land on them, but at the same time, these are providing conditions for not having high-speed impacts on those conductors. And if they have a high-speed impact, I would imagine that could be fatal to the bird. Is that right? Yes. Okay. You are correct. Yes. Amron actually reports on all contacts with bird kills with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife. They were included when setting up our standards spacing between 10 and 15 years ago as well. They signed off on the spacing and maintaining that it covered the Avian Powerline Interaction Committee's requirements. And from there, that is how our standards were built out as far as spacing requirements and heights. Kurt, what are some of your other avian safe standards for new construction projects? Obviously, with spacing requirements, they are included in everyday construction. And then if our crews cannot meet those spacing requirements, we require them to place covers, UV-protected, most of the time polyethylene covers that cover the live line parts of these devices or the conductors. And this allows us to build at less spacing requirements that may not meet those standards. Kurt, can you talk a little bit about how your line crews are involved with the avian protection? Our line crews are involved with avian protection on an everyday basis. When it comes to most all devices, we have some sort of cover for the hotline parts that are placed every day. So we have cutouts. Consistently maintain power on one side of a switch versus on the other side if there's an issue. And that switch has a cover on it. So that way the hotline parts are covered to prevent any face-to-face contacts. 
Finally, please share with our Line Life podcast listeners about your future plans for avian protection. Our future plans pretty much maintain what we have. If there's a chance to make anything better, we will most definitely look at that. The other future plans are looking at the covers. The materials are evolving on an everyday basis to gain extra life, but it's maintaining what we have in place. And if we can make it better, we are obviously going to. Kurt, thank you so much for joining us today for the Lion Life podcast. Keep up the good work on reducing avian-related incidents in your service territory and protecting wildlife at Ameren. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Husky Tools has the widest selection of line worker tools and equipment across every essential utility category. Born and raised in Chicago, Husky features the largest assortment of hydraulic cutting and compression tools powered by the industry's most powerful battery platforms. Husky Tools, line worker proven and utility approved since 1976. See us at huskytools.com and mention this podcast and we'll throw you a new Husky Tools shirt. This episode of the Line Life podcast was written, recorded, and edited by Amy Fishbach. It was produced by Jeff Postelweight. That's me. To listen to past episodes, visit www.tdworld.com backslash podcasts or find us on Spotify. You can also drop us a voice memo or message at linelifepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com with your comments on this episode. Please follow the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to be updated on when new episodes are released. Head to the show description to see where you can find us on social media. Thanks for listening to the Line Life Podcast.